For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. And Kasira McKee. Woohoo! Hi, Gorgeous. We are back. We are back. Did you see what just went by? No. It was a boomerang. What? It was a boomerang. <laughs> oh, wow. I hope it doesn't hit you in the head when it comes back. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the boomerang effect, uh, which is from the first part of your book. We're going to be doing something a little different than we did before, uh, because we're going to do this in a little orderly fashion uh, from before. Uh, but we are back, and we are back with a passion uh, and everything. And as I do uh, at the beginning of our shows, you've been away, but a lot's been going on in your life. So tell everybody. Yeah, wait, you yeah. Do you want to talk oh, about Oh, it doesn't it? matter. No, it matters to me. Matter. It's just stuff. It's well, you already know the stories. Well, they don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I moved. Oh, there's all kinds of things happening. I, I moved, which was a big deal. Um, and that's it. You know, I'm just uh, I'm talking to my friend Aaron Graylor in L.A. about a new project, a new writing project that we may do together, um, which I haven't talked to you about yet. But um, yeah, I've been really busy. Really busy. Well, before we start, I want do want to remind everybody because it is Sunday, uh, and I'm already set to go. I'm way ahead of the uh, the ball today. Uh, my newsletter comes out tonight. The Skipper's Guide comes out at midnight tonight. So for those of you who do not already subscribe, um, you can go to richardskipper.com. Uh, there is no charge. Uh, it comes out every Sunday night at midnight, and it's like a TV guide. It has all of the guests that are coming up uh, for the upcoming week. And it also tells what our show will be about next week. I've already got mm -hmm. a, you know what our show is about next week? Oh, please tell me. Soul Contracts. Oh, well, yes. Yes. We've yes. talked about those before, yet it probably bears mentioning again. Yes. So, but all of the shows that are coming up for the upcoming week, and I have some amazing guests coming up before you and I sit down again next week. So everybody who wants, uh, thank you, Natasha. She says that she reads it faithfully. And a lot Aww. of our family is here. I think of you as family because you show up night after night after night. So thank you for being here. Uh, you truly are the wind beneath my wings. Uh, I'm going to start. Aww. I know this drives you crazy, but I'm going to start with a surprise question tonight. And then we're going to jump right in. Roll your eyes. Um, well, well, I'm not going to ask this question. Um, well, should I ask? It's a free will universe. You can do whatever you want, Richard. <laughs> So the question that's on the card, and I'm going to rearrange the question. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put it to you tonight, Kasira. The question oh, on the card is, would you rather die before your partner or after? And oh, I will. Oh, please. No, well, go first ahead. of all, I'm single. I'm single. So, so it's, it's, it, I, so it's I'm, NA. I'm going to reword this tonight. Um, I'm, okay. gonna, I'm your partner now. So would you well, at this moment. before or after me? <laughs> well, we don't really ever die, do we? No, no. We just leave our bodies and go yeah. sail off somewhere. So 
you know, I don't know. Life would be really boring without you. Oh, I know. I know. It'd be so boring without and you. It would be boring without you. And now I've got a task that I'm going to give you. That's a new thing that I'm doing now. And As do if I need another task on my life. <laughs> uh, well, it's a question. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. And it is, and it's a great start for us to go uh, to begin this new chapter okay, okay. for us. What does strong okay. mean to you? What does being strong? Well, there's lots of different kinds of strong. I mean, for me, being, for me personally, being strong is is enduring, having endurance. And you know, another as you know, I practiced Nichiren Buddhism for 34 years. Another. Uh, Another definition of the term Buddha is one who can endure. Mm -hmm. So for me, being strong is in, in, enduring. And, you know, our word of the day is compassion. Uh, so everyone who responds with the word compassion, uh, you do have a chance to win a copy of Let That Go. Uh, and then if you have a copy of this, and I will say this, you don't have to win a copy to get a copy, you can go to Amazon.com and you can get this and then you can follow along with us each week and you can mm -hmm. know, uh, you can be right there with us knowing what we're going to be talking about and everything. Um, but as I said at the beginning uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the boomerang effect. And I think that right now, um, there's so much going on in the world right now uh, with uh, both uh, politically uh, climate change is a perfect example of the boomerang mm -hmm. effect, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and I was I was listening to a doctor talk uh, just a couple of days ago about where we are in the world right now. Rockland County, New York, where I live, um, polio is very much in the news again. Uh, yes, they have found traces of polio uh, in. Uh, dirty water here in Rockland County. Um, Monkeypox, they're trying to find a new word for it because people are making jokes about monkeypox based on the mm -hmm. word, wordage of it. Right. Uh, branding is everything, everyone. Uh, but, and then COVID, which, and you and I were having this conversation before, um, because you also, well, I don't know if I should, say it, your other profession, um, you deal with people all the time and you're dealing with a lot of people who are not wearing masks. Um, and uh, we've just dropped the restrictions here in New York. Uh, and a lot of people don't feel that they need to wear masks. And from the very beginning of COVID, when we first started hearing about it, it became very politicized. And I'm not getting political, everyone. Mm -hmm. um, so regardless of what side you're on political, um, it did get political in this country. And people took political sides as to where they were going to go with this. And some people chose to wear the mask and some people chose not to. And of course, we live in a democracy still, hopefully, uh, where people have the right to make those choices. But a lot of people would make the choices that they were going to do certain things based on the word that I use is entitlement uh, instead of what's best for their fellow man. And I think that because, these are yeah, things but, that we need to talk about tonight. 
Um, are you talking? I can't hear you. I, I no, I stopped talking. Can oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we what we talked about this months ago. There were there were a lot of people who were angry on both sides. People were angry that people weren't married, wearing masks and having parties and spreading it. And people that were having parties and spreading it and not wearing masks were angry with the people that were angry with them. So there was, it was a lot of emotion around this whole epidemic. There's a lot of emotion and a lot of anger, a lot of anger. I knew people that refused to get the vaccine. That's, that's their choice. I knew people that wouldn't wear a mask. That was their choice. We live in a free will universe. And even when it was law, there were people that weren't following, you know, they weren't following the rules. Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot. Uh, I stayed home alone a lot. I did talk to a lot of people on the phone. I did do a lot of Zoom calls and things of that nature. Yet what I experienced was just a lot of emotion around the whole thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of emotion about whether or not a mask worked, a lot of emotion around whether or not vaccines work. I have some people I'm very close to, some celebrities that did not get the vaccine, will not get a vaccine. And they and they sometimes wear masks and sometimes they don't. Well, because so, you know. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, you and I are the same age. Uh, and mm -hmm. we grew up. We're twins. Yes, we, but we grew up at a time when we went to school, um, we got vaccinated. We went to school. Yes. Um, and when we were told to get into school, these were the rules. You had mm -hmm. to get vaccinated to go to school. And mm -hmm. it was not anything that was questioned. Uh, our parents did what we were told. And, you know, and one other thing that, the and moving beyond the vaccine situation is that there were boundaries that were put on us as kids. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a small town. I think you did too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I grew up. In I grew up town. in Dallas. I grew up in Dallas, not a small town. Well, I grew up in a small town, and I grew okay. up in, in South Carolina. But growing mm -hmm. up in a small town, you grow up in a town where everybody knows your business. Uh, everybody, if I got in trouble, um, my parents knew it before I got home. Uh, and that was in the days before the internet. Uh, there was a way, there was a method of getting that news to everyone. And, but I knew that if I crossed certain lines, um, that there were, uh, there was a price to pay. And, mm -hmm. I feel that in our culture, especially in the last, I would say 15 years, maybe longer, you can elaborate on this, that mm -hmm. we have created a generation of people who have grown up with a sense of entitlement, a sense of me, 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 instead of we, 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 we. Oh, the me generation is what I call it's it. The me generation. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a result of everyone feeling this sense of what's in it for me, um, I've heard studies of people going for job interviews where their first question is, when do I, you know, how long do I work before I get a raise? 
uh, how long do I um, work before I get a vacation? Uh, what are mm -hmm. my sick days? All of the perks that you get that you would normally get before. Uh, I mean, there used to be a hierarchy before you got those things. And you and I are in a profession where you, there used to be a day where you paid your dues. And now mm -hmm. everybody wants instant fame because of channels like TikTok, shows like uh, American Idol. We live in a culture where everybody wants it now instead of working to get there. Well, the flip side of technology is that singers and musicians and writers and, you know, we're no longer at the mercy of a record company or a film company that, that we're fighting to get a contract with. You know, people are making their own films and just putting them online. People are making their own records, putting them online. And we're not, people are not waiting for that big deal to come through anymore. Um, the private, you know, the do-it-yourself publishing opportunities like Amazon is great uh, because it's, there's, it's become a time where, as I understand it, book deals are not easy to get anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you know, know so about... there are there are pluses to the new technology of being able to release something on your own. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other side of it is, yes, darn near anything is available to watch. And some of it ain't great. You know, some of, some of it's really crazy, you know. And and so people are expressing themselves any way they like these days, which. Everybody has an opinion about it. And, and again, it, you know, we've, we've become more, I mean, it's always been a free will universe, yet I feel like it's become more so with technology. People are doing whatever they want, whenever they want online, you know, or in social media or in the, in the public eye. Um, there, you know, back in the old days of getting a film contract, getting a record contract, there were some not so pretty things that happened. That's true. Because that's all there was were, were corporations and companies and higher ups that ran your one's life. Um, yes, there are still record contracts out there. However, artists do tend to have more freedom these days or they're just not going to do it. People have put their foot down like, no, you want me to do that? I don't want your contract, you know, and they're, they're, they have a little bit more uh, negotiating power these days because of the internet and social media. So yeah, there's I a flip side to it. There's a flip side to that. I mean, there's a there's a there's a there's a yin and the a yang to everything. We all know that. There's yeah. a uh, and but like what I do, I've created my own network essentially, and I have had major anyone who knows who follows me. I've had major major stars sit down and talk to me on mm -hmm. a regular basis. I've had people on this show that I grew up as a kid watching on television that I never would have had uh, the opportunity to do so mm -hmm. 10 years ago uh, because technology has changed. And also mm -hmm. I've worked uh, and I've worked with a reputation to get to that point. Um, and it has its pluses and minuses um, yeah. because the 
airwaves are so saturated with so much right now. And there's a lot of noise out there. Um, it's mm-hmm. like wading through quicksand uh, to find out what is going to be the right spot for me to go to uh, that's going to, and I'm not talking about me, me, me. I'm talking about any artist uh, in terms, if you've got a book uh, deal, what's going to be the best platform for you to go on, hopefully to be seen by the most people in a way that's going to possibly sell your book uh, or hopefully get people interested enough to want to buy your book. Am I making so sense? What, how, how do we, yes, how do we circle this back around to the boomerang effect? But, but it's what we're putting out into the world and how it's coming back to us. What I wanted I, to say earlier is that I think, I think that somehow we've reached a point where a lot of people are getting away with things. There don't, I mean, there don't seem to be repercussions on one level. Oh, for well, the actually, I disagree. Are. But I, I want to finish this statement because uh, I, okay. I know that you, that you think you're going to disagree, but I think you're going to agree with what I'm saying. It seems on okay. one level that people are not paying the price for certain situations happening. But the bottom line is we all are paying the price. Okay. Well, we live in a universe of cause and effect. We make a cause and we get an effect. It's, you know, I feel that people do things these days. They, they take actions and they say things and they believe things uh, without any sense of consequence. So, in other words, uh, it's the attitude of I can do what I like. I can say what I like. I can lie uh, about anything I like. I can believe what I like. I can think what I like. And it's what I like. Mm-hmm. So, I can do it. I can do this anytime I like and nothing's ever going to happen to me. And whatever we put out there is what we get back. So whatever cause we make is the effect that we get back. We, we get a similar effect back. Now, I want to ask so, a question from a particular seahorse. And the seahorse wants to know um, <laughs> if you think the boomerang effect is karma. In a way. In a way, but but you know, I write about it in the book. I, I write that energy equals karma. It, in Buddhism, we say that we create karma with our thoughts, words, and actions. And I further that by saying with our thoughts and beliefs as well. It's kind of it's in that list. Um, so if energy if energy creates a boomerang effect, then it is karmic. And if you have the same boomerangs flinging back at you coming back at you all the time yes you are perpetuating that karma over and over and over again that was a good question no it's a very good question uh has there been a uh, well you mentioned something earlier and you you mentioned earlier today that we were going to talk about this and that's a lot that's lying um oh yes lying lying. to me um there are so many 
betrayals that a person could lay upon someone. Um, lying to me is the ultimate betrayal. Do you agree with that? There's lots of different. Well, there's lots. Of, there's lots of different ways to lie. Right. We lie often by omission. We just don't tell you. <laughs> People don't don't tell each other things, and it's by it's right. lying by omission. Um, a lot of a lot of I, you know a lot of people lie since childhood because there are children often lie to keep themselves out of trouble, and it's just the best way to stay out of trouble. You just lie, and you grow up doing that. You know, people grow up doing that, lying to other adults when they become adults to stay out of trouble. Um, I have often not said what I really wanted to, to say to someone, not because I'm lying, yet I want to, I am often sparing their feelings. Right. Because a lot of people don't want to hear the truth, so I don't tell them. I just don't tell them. And then there's other people where I just can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but You do know you about those, and I know about yours. You know, yeah, uh, there's times that we it, just it, can't, and we're we're just like we're just like screw it. I'm just going to tell them the truth as as I feel it, and they can do what they like. You know. But is that based on the level of the relationship? I have really good friends. I mean, you're a good friend. We tell each other the truth, but yet we're compassionate about it. We're compassionate about the approach because we can have those kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. I do have people that are no longer in my life because we couldn't have that kind of conversation. They didn't want to have a conversation at all about the truth. And uh, knowing them as well as I knew them, um, I knew that I couldn't speak the truth because they would either uh, act like they didn't know what I was talking about or you know, fight me to the end and I'm not fighting anybody to the end about that kind of thing you know it's either you know you accept it or you don't we can have a conversation about it if i'm wrong you tell me but give me a good explanation you know but i'm a real proponent about being upfront about things i think it's mm -hmm. very important um there was a situation that happened this past year or earlier this year that i discussed mm -hmm. with you because I do rush to you uh, when I when something is really weighing heavily on me. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. somebody got upset about a change that I had made in my life because that, oh, yeah. that person was no longer involved in my mm -hmm. life um, mm -hmm. without giving away too much information. That person mm -hmm. was no longer part of the working team of what I was doing uh, with my platform mm -hmm. and my show. And when that person went to another person on the team and said, did you know that I'm no longer listed in the credits or anything? This other person said, no, I didn't know that. Not meaning to hurt this person anyway, but thinking that by saying that, it would spare that per her from getting involved. But yeah. she did indeed know that that decision had been made because that decision was made as a group decision. Mm -hmm. if you're following what I'm saying. And yeah. I said, why didn't you just tell the truth when you were asked? And her response, and if she's watching, she knows, um, was that she didn't want to hurt his feelings. 
Okay. And I said, the appropriate thing would have been to say, this is something you need to take up with Richard. Which would have worked. Okay. So you figured that out. That's good. Absolutely. But sometimes we don't feel that we want to go to the uh, right person. And, you know, in another situation, someone said that she had heard through the grapevine that I had said something about her. And I says, well, then call that person up and let's get on the phone and let's have a three-way call and -hmm. discuss this. Because I am very much about confronting things up front. Um, I do not talk about people behind their back. Um, I am not that person. And I am not going to go down a path of saying things that are hurtful about another person because it will come back to haunt you. I, I'm always reminded of Linda Tripp, you know, in the Monica Lewinsky story. When Monica Lewinsky trusted this person with very private information and it came back to haunt her in a level that hurt so many people on Mm -hmm. very deep levels. And when someone confides in you something that's very, very important and you feel the need to break that code of silence by telling another person, it becomes, uh, I mean, you can destroy a person's life. Yeah. And it always comes back to you. I, I mean, I don't like to use the word always. As you know, I don't really use that word a lot. Yet in this instance, but there are exceptions. And when it comes to cause and effect, there's always an effect of some sort. Always comes back on you. Lying or that backstabbing kind of thing always comes back on you. It it just does. You know, people find out lies don't stay. Lies are not secrets. They're lies. And dissension is dissension. And it's never a secret. Somebody always finds out and somebody else finds out and it creates this whole bubble of dissension, you know, and, and, you know, I write in that chapter about energy, um, you know, the, the chapter on energy and the boomerang effect. Uh, and I, it's on page 17 and, and I write, we co-create, we co-create karma in each and all of our lifetimes and carry it with us through eternity. However, now in this present moment, in this lifetime, We can change our energetic vibrational frequency and change our karma. This is completely possible because, again, the only moment that truly exists is the present moment. Past, present, and future are one in the same. That's Mm -hmm. it. So in the moment, we have to ask ourselves, what, what, what do I feel is the nicest thing to do right now? And there's a lot of people that don't want to be nice. Let's face it. They don't care about being nice. They care about gossiping and they care about... Um, not telling the truth because they're afraid of their repercussions if they tell the truth. You know, I have something. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I have people in my life that, you know, don't tell me everything or don't communicate in the ways that I think are appropriate for me or what I expect in a relationship, a friendship or whatever. Yet I don't make a big stink about it because, um, you know, I I know that there's uh, some people that if I ask them, they're going to be offended and they're probably going to lie. It's what, and I, because I know them. 
I used to have a friend that just pulled stuff all the time and I'd ask him about it. You know, I'd finally, I'd give him some time and then I'd approach the subject and he would just play dumb every time. And like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do that. Yes, you did. You did it. <laughs> you said it or you did it. I don't know what you're talking about. He did not, he would not fess up. You know what I mean? And I now keep my distance. I now keep my distance. I didn't break up with him as a friend, but yet I keep my distance. I don't like, yeah, I don't like liars. I don't like people that hide. If you're in my life, you're in my life. If you're not, you're not. Decide. Make a decision. If you're going to hide from me, what's the point? You know, and have me wondering, are you okay? Is she okay? Is he okay? What's going on? You know, I'm not going to chase. I don't have time to chase people down. So, you know, I that the hiding thing and the lying thing, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. And when one lies a lot and hides a lot, that's what they get. They get other people that lie a lot and hide a lot. Well, I want transparency in my life, number one. Yeah. And if, yeah, well, I, I I expect transparency in my life. Yes, I expect it's it. A it's, it's a requirement. It's a requirement. Mm -hmm. And if when uh, someone says something, I will tell you, when when I started out in the years that I was performing as Carol Channing, uh there was yes. a, there was a group of us that all started at the same time. And uh -huh. there was one, you know, there was Carol Channing and Barbara Streisand and yeah. Lauren McCall. Liza and Judy. And yeah. we, there, there was a whole group of us. And as mm -hmm. a matter of fact, I got, a, I got us as a collective, several gigs mm -hmm. together in Atlantic City, in Windsor, Ontario. Mm -hmm. and, oh, and our friend Wayne Smith, who does share. Yes. And, dear friend uh, Wayne Smith. Yeah. But I, I didn't work with Wayne, unfortunately, because I'm a fan of his, if he happens to be watching. But yeah. um, there were, but we worked as a group. Mm -hmm. And then, but there was one particular person in the group, and yeah. he's not going to be watching, I know. Uh, but okay. if he happens to see this, he has, uh, and you, and I'm talking the boomerang effect. Here we go, Kasira. Okay. He attracts in his life a posse, if you will, or an entourage mm -hmm. of negativity. Um, these well, are a group of guys who are very uh, bitchy and queeny and catty. Who go, they're the guys who go to see shows. And then go to a diner afterwards, and then and talk about and talk, ne talk negatively about everybody in the show, and talk negatively. Well, we we know we know some other people like that, don't we, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm who sure shall remain name who shall remain nameless? But we, we know a lot of people like that. There are, we know there, a lot of people like that. There, there's something of and and the weird thing about all this mm -hmm. is that those types of people mostly are in the business themselves and that's something yeah. that i've never gotten and so um years ago um i had a friend who was staying in our home and mm -hmm. uh, a guy who produced me in san francisco they went out mm -hmm. and one particular person from that entourage happens to mm -hmm. be sitting in a bar and mm -hmm. they sat down next to him and uh, conversation starts up and they asked him what mm -hmm. he did. He told them 
And then they said, well, then you must know Richard Skipper. And his response was, this is someone you want to avoid. He is someone who will stab you in the back. And my friend who was staying in my home said, oh, I think you're mistaken. Uh, you're, mm -hmm. uh, we're not talking about the same person. And he said, mm -hmm. no, he performs as Carol Channing. And she said, no, 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 no. I think, you know, uh, I'm staying at his home. He, you know, he's one of the nicest guys I know. This is what she tells me that she says. And then my other friend okay. says, I produced him in San Francisco. Highly, you know, no problems at all with him. And uh, mm -hmm. he told them again, he'll stab you in the back. Watch your back. Well, she came home that night and she told me that. And yeah. she wasn't telling me this because she wanted to hurt my feelings or anything. But this was something that someone casually said to her. So the next day I called him and I said, I'm calling to apologize to you. And he said, apologize for what? I said, because somewhere along the line, I've either hurt you or someone has said something to you that has gotten misconstrued along the way uh, that you feel that I am this person that I'm not. And mm -hmm. he said, well, I guess it would take a big person to do what you did. I said, where do you get this idea from that I would do this? And he said, it's based on a feeling I have. And I said, from what? He says, it's just a feeling. And I said, well, the good news is that you told this to two friends who thought enough of me to come and tell me. So I'm talking to you about it now. If you had spoken to two people who didn't feel comfortable enough to come and tell me, that could have gone to somebody else and then somebody else and somebody else, and I would have had a reputation. Uh, and it could cost me a job. It could cause people not wanting to work with me. Yeah. I mean, this That's the boomerang effect right there. I mean, a mm -hmm. boomerang goes like this. And that's what we have to be careful of of what we're putting out into the world. Yes, but these are people that think they're... Uh, I've heard people say, okay, you know, I'm not talking about her. I'm just stating a fact. And uh, I used to know somebody that did that all the time. Well, the reality is she blah, blah. I said, you know, you're, where you're coming from is your reality. It's your reality that this person is like that. Well, I just know the way she makes me feel. She cannot make you feel any way at all it's the way you process it and you choose to feel about it i'm no longer friends with this person by the way i just mm -hmm. took years of it and i just said no more no more you know um it's it's that pointing the finger thing it's it's the well i feel this way and it's my reality so it must be right and you must be wrong and oftentimes the way we feel about someone is not even real it's just something we made up in our head I, I tell a lot of people that all the time you just made that up in your head uh you know i just don't feel like you want to blah 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 i said okay you just made that up you never asked me you just made it up in your head you just decided without having a conversation you know um that's well, why communication is so important communication is important if no go ahead yeah? i'm sorry if someone's willing, communication is really important. Um, and and 
I, 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 I don't think I ever, ever say to anyone, you made me feel like this. I say, okay, you did this or you said this. And the way I processed it is, and the way it, I, ha I felt about it is blah, blah, blah. Am I correct? Am I correct? Was that your, it was this your intention? Was it your intention? Because some people, some people do things without the intention of hurting and some people absolutely do something isn't with the intention. You were absolutely right. I want to respond absolutely. to what Danielle just said here. And she says, with respect, Richard, I would ask the person if they felt something was done that needed to be apologized for, but not apologize straight off the bat. We don't need to take unnecessary responsibility. And I thank you for that, Danielle, because, and I agree with that now. Um, she's absolutely right. Uh, and this was, of course, many years ago, uh, Danielle, as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I have done this, you know, with certain people in my life. And I want to applaud you, Kasira, because you have helped me um, with another thing that we'll talk about this uh, at another time, or even we'll get to some part of it tonight. Uh, okay. The stories that we keep repeating in our lives. And you the, talk, uh, the stories that we keep. Oh, the stories. And the stories uh, about other people that we, you know, you and I have talked about some things that have occurred with people. Yet we always, I, I always ask you, what's the resolution? What's the resolution? What's the answer? We can't just leave it. You can't, it's not healthy to leave things on a negative note. Um, it's really uh, energetically, it's healthier to find the resolution. Um, can, you know, can you let go of this person? Can you have a trait? Can you, uh, you know, had you done all you can and, and communicated in every way you can and it hasn't worked, are you ready to let go? Can you keep them in your life yet at bay? What are you comfortable, what, what are you comfortable with? What can you tolerate and live with yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, there are some people that we're, none of us are perfect. You know, um, however, my best friends, we don't get mad at each other. We just don't. We have an understanding. We because we communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, we communicate. I had a really good friend. He was mad, but he wasn't mad at me. And he just hollered at me. <laughs> and I said, OK, you're upset now. And it really has <clears throat> nothing to do with me. So I'm going to hang up now. And let's talk later when you're ready. I didn't say let's talk later when you're in a better mood. Let's talk later when you're not so mad. That's really accusatory. So, and sure enough, I think it was two or three days later, I got a text from him and he said, uh, I'm so sorry I yelled at you. And, uh, you know, it wasn't you. And I said, I know. And he goes, I love you. I love you anyway. And I said, I love you anyway. You know, y yet, I think it's when we start, when people start blaming each other for things that we've all got to really wake up to that and realize that we all co-create together with higher consciousness or God or whatever you want to call it. We co-create together. Everything we co-create together. And unfortunately, most people don't know that or don't believe it. Everything's created by the creator and we don't do it. We just happen to be pawns in a chess game. Or everything is everybody else's fault, not our fault, you know, or somebody makes us feel something or makes us do something. And well, we have absolutely nothing to do with it. And they must be punished. I feel like when you're specifically as a, as a former performer, 
those people that see other people in shows and are catty about it afterwards and pick everything apart. Like for instance, you know, Beanie Feldstein, like people went off on her and I hated it. And I mean, it's okay not to like somebody in a show, but don't ruin a person's life. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I will say, you know, I, (laughs) people in this business that I respect yeah. I received emails from uh, mm-hmm. people uh, that uh, parodies of songs, things that, and uh, and I would say to them, "How does this elevate me?" Yeah. How does this elevate? How does, how does that? How does that encourage or create positive energy around anything? Um, because if it doesn't elevate me, if it's not gonna, mm-hmm. because I have this. Uh, mantra mantra that I every morning when I walk into my office and I flip on my light switch uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know and I I want to be at least one percent better than I was yesterday um, sure. it's a goal of mine every day um, mm-hmm. it's not going to elevate me um, I don't want to put it out in the world I don't want to be a part of it I don't want to share it and I delete these things if, if it's not going to help me. Um, do I post things that are political if it's stuff that I think that people need to know about? Yes. But if I, but do I engage in the rhetoric, in the conversation? If it gets heated, I delete it. I will put it out there because I think it's, if it's newsworthy that I think people need to know this because it's going to affect a lot of people, yes, I will share that. But if it's something that's going to hurt somebody or if people are going to start going at each other in a negative way, I will delete it. I mean, you know, and then I look, I mean, for God's sake, after Anne Hayes died, I saw horrible things being written about her. Yeah, that's so sad. It is very sad. (sighs) Yeah. What's the point? I think people say nasty things because they think they're in the know. Uh, oh, no. I know this, and I'm going to show the whole world I knew something about this person. Well, well, no, you're not in the know. You're just trying to feel look important in the moment, you know. No, and I, you're not, and it's not important. No, I, know? I think it, they feel that it empowers them. You That's know, my I, point. I, I got sent to the principal's office when I was in the no, when I was in the the sixth grade. Because uh-huh. there was a school, there was a girl in our school, Lisa Britt, and everybody made fun of her. Everybody, including Miss Jordan, our teacher. And Miss Jordan made a crack about Lisa Britt in the class. And I asked Miss Jordan if she did that for the about the rest of us when we were out in my classroom. And she said, Ricky, you are being insubordinate. You're going to the principal's office right now. And when I went into the principal's office, Miss Singleton, who was her sister, by the way, uh-huh. I went into Miss Singleton's office, and she said, um, "She said you're being insubordinate," and I knew what the word meant because I, <laughs> I was a smart kid. But I said to her, "She said something bad about a kid that's not in the classroom," and I questioned it, mm-hmm. and she said, "You don't do that." And then she winked at me and said, don't do it again. 
so what was the lesson? The lesson for me, not uh -huh. to question her in front of the class. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. But um, uh, Sherry Callahan, she says, it is just pure gossip. They are bored with their own personas in life. They get a kick out of tearing others up. Makes me sick. I have nothing to do with those type of people. I'm not, you know, yesterday. And a, lot of it, and a lot of it comes from jealousy and envy as well. You know, uh, Daisaku Ikeda, the lay leader of, of my my type of Buddhism, Nichiren, Nichiren Buddhism that I practice, he, he's in Japan. He, he said long ago, those who are jealous of others have no vision of their own future. And people who are that nasty are not happy. I'm, I'm generally, I, I can say that within myself, I'm a happy person, which is why I don't do that. Happy people just don't, they don't send out that energy to other people. Happy people don't do it. I, all of the, the, the people that I know that are take care of their own happiness within themselves, that take responsibility for their own happiness, do not talk about people like that. Well, yesterday, uh, you know, on one of my pages, you know, I have a, a page called Richard Skipper Events, and Bistro Bits, uh, the, the Bistro Awards, mm -hmm. uh, the person who runs this posted about this new book about Mary Rogers, and mm -hmm. said, if you're interested, uh, you know, uh, you know, you'll have to read uh, this review of this book where mm -hmm. the writer writes about the dirt and the gossip of this person's career and her life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I responded and I said, that is the antithesis of everything I stand for. Because anyone who knows me knows that I'm not interested in dirt. I'm not interested in gossip. I'm interested in how a person got, I'm interested in, in the day-to-day -day machinations of a person's life and a career. Their life experience. I'm interested in the life experience. Yeah. I'm not interested in dirt and gossip. And I'm telling you, because you and I, our connection that brought us together was Carol Channing. And uh, I know, the, I know the, the stories. I've heard them. You know them. Mm -hmm. We don't need to share them. No, we don't need to tell some stories. <laughs> no, but we know them. And but you know, we we you know when we did our cast reunion, the two part cast reunion, we we told some really funny stories. Yes, and they were our lot. They were our experiences. You know, working with her for two years. But they were know, celebratory. They were. They, they were nothing, celebratory. They, they were celebratory. To her down. Yeah, yeah. We had some good times. Of that group laughing her head off about them. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm all about celebrating. That's that's my motto. That's that's how I right. want to go through life. So I want to ask you, uh, sure. before, as we uh, move towards wrapping up tonight, uh -huh. um, it's been a few years since you wrote the book. Um, have your thoughts changed or progressed on what you've learned about the boomerang effect and how, and is it something that you consciously think about or is it something that is in the back of your mind subconsciously? Well, our world and especially our country and politics have changed since I started writing the book. And it took me three years to finish it. I could have written this book forever. And my, my close friends were like, will you finish the damn book? 
will you put the book out? I'm like, okay, fine. And then it took a while to edit it and re-edit it and reread it and, you know, format it. And... But things have changed in our country and on our planet since I started writing the book. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm noticing more and more and more and more and more about how there is power in numbers and how collective consciousness is so important. And, and that has to do with power in numbers. Uh, we, there are people that actually, I don't feel actually think for themselves. There, there are, they are allowing other people to make decisions for them about their belief system. Uh, and they're buying into stuff before really examining it. So in other words, it's kind of like, well, it's right because he said that. It's right because he said it. It's right because she said it. You know, people don't do their homework a lot, I feel like. Do you I know what the first word is that most people learn? No. Want. That The word no. Uh, and want. Uh, I want that. I want this. I want I that. Want that. Uh -huh. And so people uh -huh. go through life, you know, as, as small children. I want to be fed. I want, I, I, I want this. Mm -hmm. I, I want... Um, you know, uh, I have a friend, um, Kendall uh, Standish, down in South Carolina, and she told this very funny story that they were um, uh, riding in this car, and this small child who was now verbalizing, she was talking, and she's sitting in the car, in her car seat, baby seat, in the back seat, and this child mm -hmm. said, for God's sake, when is someone going to change my diaper? And she said, you know, Kaylee, the child's name, if you were old enough to say, ask that question, you're old enough to tell us when you have to go. And, you know, and it was just a very funny thing that she was just like, somebody please help me, you know, after the fact. Uh, but we go through life you know, with so many people now, you know, it's want, 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 want. I, I want this. I want that. I want this. And again, you hit the nail on the head, Kasira, once again, when you say that people are being told what they're supposed to be thinking. And we have, you know, and it's not anything new that hasn't happened no. uh, with mm -hmm. most recent presidency. Um, it's been happening in uh, universities. It's been happening in churches. It's been happening in stadiums. Uh, it, it, you know, for years and years and years, go and look at a face in the crowd and Elmer Gantry and so many uh, films and shows and things that have dealt with this that have talked, uh, that have taught us that, uh, you know, if you have this certain product, you're going to be a better person. If you have, if you live in a uh, two floor house, uh, you're going to be the envy of the neighborhood. Uh, if you have uh, two cars in the garage, uh, you're going to be the most popular person on the block. Um, and I saw something in this, uh, a, um, and I think I may have mentioned this to you before, 
but I saw a guy uh, speak many years ago and he said that everything went awry in this country uh, with the coonskin cap because it was the first item that was mass marketed through television with Davy Crockett where oh, every yes. kid in America had to have a coonskin cap. And boys and girls alike had a coonskin cap and they went to school and it was a badge of honor. And if you didn't have the coonskin cap, you were made to feel less than. And, and then they had the then they had the coon coat. Yes. Remember the raccoon coat? Yeah. But kids <laughs> that was before were, our time, you know, but you know. Kids were ostracized because they didn't have, you know, what, you know, their neighbors had or uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, uh, you know, just, you know, it's what we've, you know, it's where we've gone. We are going to give away uh, the the book in uh, in a moment. Uh, So Mm -hmm. uh, we've gotten, uh, I know we've got a few more people who are watching. Four people have commented with, Hashtag compassion. Um, any other comments that you want to make before we give the book away and then we have our closing remarks? Gosh. Um, you know, maybe... I, I, I'd like to read something from my book on page 21. And it's under a little heading called Mechanics of Energy Creation 101. The brain receives and processes information through the conscious mind, stores what it chooses in the subconscious mind, discards what it doesn't choose, and feeds the stored information back to the conscious mind, which we take action from. This process creates our personal energetic vibrational frequency, which is our magnetic field. Our conscious mind takes in the product and stores what it chooses in the subconscious mind's warehouse of inventory, is what I call it. Our conscious mind's choices are supplied by the inventory within our subconscious mind. Here's the really cool part. We each get to choose what we store and use and what we discard. We get to choose what kind of energy we create and send out. We get to decide what we desire to boomerang back to us. It's our choice. We are that powerful. And then I have a quote by Andy Warhol at the end of this chapter. They always say time changes, but you actually have to change them yourself. Wow. So we have a choice. We, We have a choice at every present moment. Am I, am I, what are the repercussions of this choice? Am I creating more negative energy? Am I creating a kind of negative energy that's going to pop back to me? Am I creating negative energy for another person? Am I telling the truth? Am I being honest? Is there a way for me to be honest in a compassionate way that with the other person can understand or may or try to see try to maybe invite themselves on half of my page you know we every moment we have we've got to i think as a whole as a collective consciousness we've just got to be more conscious each of us has to be more conscious and not 
uh, act or react in knee-jerk ways, which is also in my book, which, which we'll get to at some point, making those knee-jerk reactions instead of thinking for a moment, if, is what I'm about to say about that person going to be hurtful? Is it going to send out hurtful energy? I agree. Is it going to create, is it going to create positive energy on a planet or negative energy on the planet? Do I really have to say that about that person? Do I really have to say this as a retort? Do I, do I really have to be a little on the ugly or nasty side for the attention, for a laugh, for a, you know, that's, we've got to really be more conscious of ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, yeah. our background tonight, our color theme, I'm wearing this because today is National Creamsicle Day. So this is my homage to creamsicles. And I am going to treat myself to a creamsicle later tonight. So nice. here we are. Here we are. We're going to give away this. Thank you all for being here tonight. Kasira, it's so good to have you back. I missed you. you. I missed this I, I I look forward to this. Thank you. And Doug McAllister. Doug. Since Doug, Are Doug, you kidding Moore, me? Doug he, has the book. He, so what Doug can, has is a winner. Uh, Doug, you are the winner. So what you can do, Doug, is you can decide uh, what you would like to do, um, because I do believe in paying it forward. And since you already have the book, you can get in touch with Kasira or myself, or perhaps since uh, you are the winner tonight, perhaps you'd like to come on next week as a guest and talk with us about soul contracts. What do you think about that, Kasira? That's fine. That's fine with me. So if you'd like to come on next week, Doug, uh, we'd love to have you on. Uh, so we're giving you plenty of notice if you want to come on next week. Uh, I'm going to remove this right now. And uh, we're going to be talking about soul contracts next week. I am going to say my closing remarks, and then, Kasira, I'm going to give you the final word tonight, uh, as we uh, always do on the Let That Go show. And remember, everyone, Let That Go is available on Amazon.com. Uh, you can go there and purchase the book. Um, this show is not for Kasira and myself. This is for all of you. So we yeah. are open to your comments your questions, your suggestions, uh, feel free to contact either Kasira or myself. Our contact information will be available on YouTube uh, on uh, richardskipperscelebrates.com. Uh, please reach out to us. We are accessible. So uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, after tonight's show, please leave a comment on YouTube uh, to let us know what your thoughts are on the show. Uh, share this with your friends and let everyone know that we will be back here next Sunday night at seven o'clock. And as I said earlier, if you're not already a subscriber, please sign up at richardskipper.com uh, for uh, the Skipper's Guide. Uh, and tomorrow night, I have an incredible entertainer, uh, LaVon Wilson. Uh, she's just an amazing entertainer. And I'm so thrilled she's going to be joining us tomorrow night. So as I do with every show, I end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Um, I'm a big uh, practicer of uh, numerology uh, or numberology, as Kasira has taught me. And today is a one, which means that we're starting a whole new cycle. We're starting a new week. And it's appropriate that Kasira is here tonight as we start this new cycle. Uh, so... When you go to your Facebook friends list tonight, 
reach out to the first person that pops up with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call and let that person know what they mean to you. Uh, as my dear friend Sean Moniker always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through right now. So reach out with that phone call. But I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So I'm going to leave the screen right now. And it's all yours, Kasira. I love you. I'm so, well, she, uh, she disappeared. Uh, I'll talk until she comes back. I didn't have anything to do with this. Kasira, come back. Come back. Um, I hope she's going to make it back in a moment. So I'm going to talk for just a moment uh, while I hopefully uh, will get her back on here. Uh, but once again, uh, I thank you all for being here tonight. I hope that she's going to make it back. Uh, I will wait a few more moments. Um, she's looking for my book, hopefully. Uh, Richard, can you do another drawing right now with my book that I... Uh, uh, I um, Let me see here if we can do... We'll do another drawing here. And we'll do another drawing. Doug? So this is on Doug. Francis Shea. So... Uh, so I'm going to bring Kasira back on. Uh, she's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm here. Okay. Uh, so Kasira, Doug wanted me uh, to do another drawing, and we did, and Francis Shea won. Uh, so okay, I will, great. I will put you two in touch with each other. Um, okay, I'm having I'm having internet issues here in Santa Fe, so I'm going to let you sign off. I want to thank everybody for watching. Well, I uh, uh, well. There she goes. So everybody, thank you so much for being here. I love you all. And uh, Doug, you're welcome to come on the show next week. And Francis, you are too, if you'd like to join us. So uh, everybody, thank you for being here. And I will see you tomorrow night at seven o'clock if you're available. Uh, now go out, everybody, and have a creamsicle tonight. You all have earned it and you all deserve it. Good night. Good night.